Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Welcome back to the 3v3 podcast. Uh, This past Wednesday, Cassie was on assignment. Uh, Cassie, Mm -hmm. question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you able to find Patrice Bergeron a job? I couldn't even find Patrice Bergeron, all right? He was hiding. But, uh, yeah, I went to the inaugural PWHL Boston, PWHL Minnesota, because they don't have names yet, uh, game in Lowell, Massachusetts. There you go. I'm done. No. <laughs> um, it was it, it was better put together than I had expected. I mean, I got there late, so it was kind of a last minute thing for me. So I didn't really have much in way of expectations built up. Um, and uh, I went with a coworker slash friend, Marianne, um, and we took off after she had her therapy session and um, there's a ton of traffic. It it was one of those things that I think a lot of people just decided to show up at the last minute to. And um, it took us forever to get to anything because there's just so much traffic around UMass Lowell. Um, Got to the parking garage right across the street from the arena park that's like six levels i think um, when we got down to the ground floor to walk across the street to the arena they had closed the parking garage because it was full so um i know that there were a lot of empty seats if you were watching the game and um, there were a lot of people who kind of showed up late because they couldn't find parking or maybe didn't stick around because they couldn't find parking because um, everything around the arena was full there are people walking in constantly. Um, a lot of people are just wandering around the concourse. Uh, so there, it was less empty than what it looked like, I think. Um, but as for the actual game itself, uh, it was probably just ever so slightly better than what the end up and the PHF was doing. Like in terms of skill level, it wasn't really like significantly better by any means, but it was ever so slightly better. Um, But that's also game one of two teams that had not played together, full of people who had not really played together. Um, Minnesota, I think because of the nature of it being Minnesota and the way that they were um, drafting players and making sure that, you know, they drafted people who are within the locality of where the team was going to play. Um, and it being the white caps essentially for like ever, um, was a more cohesive team than Boston was. To be honest, there was no one on Boston that like stuck out at all. Um, but they also clearly were just a bunch of women who've been thrown together and were playing a game. Just like every other Boston sports franchise lately. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to town. um, But, and so 
Minnesota was a bit more of a coherent team in that they were used to each other and knew what to expect from each other a bit more so than Boston was. I mean, but Boston, there was nobody who stood out. It was just a bunch of faceless people who were playing hockey, honestly. Um, Minnesota, the only two that really stood out were uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. Um, periodically, she had like little flashes and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know who that is. Uh, and Minnesota's goalie was freaking fantastic. And she had to be because she had no defense. But she was amazing. Nicole Hensley, just freaking so great. Um, I do kind of wish that, and of course they were never going to, but I do kind of wish that the PWHL had kept the putting the women's last names underneath the numbers at the bottom of the numbers, rather than putting them across the shoulders because so many women had long hair and you couldn't tell what the heck their name was. Um, but you know, maybe that's just me. Yeah. That one's a kind, that one's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't, because so many jerseys end up getting tucked up. Right. And, you know, or just by natural skating, you know, they just sort of fold and bend there. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I was sitting there thinking the same thing. You know, it's like, God, I wish they'd move them. Oh, no, they can't. <laughs> well, I mean, they could, but. They were never you know. going to because they're trying to obliterate anything PHF pretty much. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Because of, I would guess, they're not proud of the way that they took over the league. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't think they care. I, I honestly, they yeah, they don't. They I'm don't pretty sure they don't care. Um, so anyway, I was, it was, uh, as far as the crowd composition, there were a lot of like high school and college women's hockey teams, like groups of them sitting together. Um Good. But there were also a lot of guys that just showed up together, like a group of guys who just walked in and sat down and watched hockey. So Good. Um, Even better. So, you know, um, it was skewed. The crowd skewed more women than men, but, I, you know, it's early. Um, apparently, uh, Sweeney was there as well as Bergeron. Um, never saw either of them, of course like you know whatever um <laughs> so so who knows who else was hiding actually we were coming down the elevator at the parking garage and there was a couple that was an older couple that was um in the in the elevator with us and a and a guy probably in his early 60s and um and everybody and the guy everybody got off and the guy who's the older guy in his in his sixties was walking off and uh, Marianne, my friend, like told me that the other guy with his wife was saying to his wife, Do you know who that was? That was a guy who played for the Bruins back in whatever. So there was apparently a few ex or retired uh Bruins like players that were also there. So you know, all hiding in the nooks and crannies where the general public can't get to them, of course. That's, you know, how it usually works. But, um, but yeah, so overall, a generally okay experience, I guess. So conversely, a friend mm -hmm. of mine on Bisky, um, 
went to the first PWHL Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. And they packed the lower bowl and opened the second deck on one of the sides in the arena. And I think it ended up at like eight or 9,000. It may have even been a little bit higher. The one they were in, saying 12. No, yeah. in, in Minneapolis, the one in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was over 13,000. Okay. Some, so they, yeah, they okay. had 74% capacity of the Excel center filled. Okay, good. Because, yeah, she she said it looked like it was probably about eight or nine, but probably higher. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw, but um, the lineup card for the first game was read by a little Felino, mm-hmm. daughter of Marcus, who was there wearing his Minnesota PWHL sweater. Which sort of begs to the question, as we saw one Patrice Bergeron clamoring around trying to finagle his way into a job because now that he's out of work, you know, um, needs something to do. Needs something to do. And it's got to be something hockey related. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering with the whole sort of tacit NHL wink and nudge approval the PWHL has. Mm-hmm. If some of those guys aren't going to be a little bit more present. Uh, I mean, it depends, I guess, on, on, you know, days player or teams play and. and oh yeah. 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 Availability right? for sure. There, there've always been players who have been present um, and, and good on you guys for like always, uh, you know, supporting women's hockey. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be any more so than it has been unless they hit playoffs. Because mm. I think the guys who have always supported women's hockey will still support women's hockey. And the guys who – like so the guys, the, the Minnesota guys that were at that game, they were all out injured. They didn't go on the road with their team. And yeah. so, so they were – looking for something to do <laughs> well that and you know the the god i hate this term but father of daughters thing right yeah hey look you can go do this Girl too dad. you know daddy does it and you can go do it too so um you know i'm sitting here kind of giggling thinking of yanni gord who's um, I watched the remainder of the Winter Classic, Road to the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and uh, streaming on Max, they left in most of the curse words, but they didn't leave in a lot of curse words to begin with. So that was kind of, huh. Um, seeing him with his daughter at his 500th game was um adorable because mm-hmm. they had balloons at the house that said 500 and she's like daddy got balloons daddy got balloons for 500 games played and he was adorable with her so i just kind of think you know the father of daughters thing you know because they had her out on skates when they were out on the rink for the winter classic you know they do the family skate and stuff um the other thing I did find out, uh, uh, Jack Eichel has an unhealthy um, 
love affair with his uh, bulldog, uh, his French, his Frenchie, who I forget his name now, but, and I, I say unhealthy in a joking manner. He had to have hugs and kisses from his dog before he left. Mm-hmm. So Jack's kind of cute, even though he can't grow a beard to save his life. It's getting better, but it'll take at least another decade <laughs> to fully come yeah, in. They said that to me, and I'm in my decade, and no. I mean, it worked for Sidney Crosby, right? I think he Eventually. just. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. he's. I think he's got enough money now that he just goes to one of those special effects makeup places <laughs> and has him do it for him. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Is that a department at Carnegie Mellon? Hmm. He strikes me as being a little too lazy for that. <laughs> I don't. Know. I know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. um, so so my only my frustration with all of this like PWHL stuff is how they're trying to rewrite history, right? They're trying to ignore the fact that the first professional women's league started in 1998. There have been women's there's been women's professional hockey pretty much since then. 25 years and they're trying to negate all that by trying to make the PWHL this end all be all like representation of women's professional hockey, which really grates on me. Honestly, it's like you should be celebrating everything that got you to this point rather than dismissing it all as unimportant because you're the most important thing in the room. Um, I really hate that. So maybe it does make sense that they use the original six moniker. Okay. Because we, I, I always make the jokes, you know, they're just following the same pattern, right? The NHL oh, just basically, you know, completely ignored the Pacific Coast League and WHA. I mean, and NH, NHL just ignored all of that and said, we're the first. So, oh, I know, yeah. and but that doesn't make it right, you know. Uh, no, just... it doesn't. It, it's a <laughs> you'd think after a hundred years they'd learn, but no. Something, something. History doomed to repeat itself. Something, something, something. Well, I just imagine in sort of like some Baldur's Gate, Dungeons and Dragons type setting that um, Jana Hefford and Billie Jean King walked into to Batman's office you know, in the tower of, you know, some ancient building. And he reached behind him in this, in the sacred texts and pulled down the copy of the NHL playbook from 1916 to 1917, how to set up a league lightly blew the dust off the cover lightly. Cause there wasn't a lot on there mm-hmm. and then handed it over to them as, as, um, <clears throat> as a, as a beam of light shone through, the stained glass window representations of the Stanley cup and, and the NHL logo on either side upon these two ladies. And he said unto them, you know, I bestow you the playbook of all league knowledge. You are now plus one to charisma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and minus one to intelligence. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Uh, They are going to follow the same playbook. You know it. They have been. Of course they're going to. And it's just like, you know what? You don't have to, guys. (laughs) You actually don't have to. You can instead take a look at what the NHL did and said, you know what? We're not doing it that way. But it's successful. Listen to Gary. He tells you all the time. It's successful. Mm-hmm. Why would the you other not want to do it that too, way? Is that, is the other thing that annoys me are, are all the bandwagoners who are like, now that the NHL has given their stamp of approval, how everyone's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that professional women's hockey ever existed before now. And it's like, really? <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be like, trying to shame people because they don't know, you know, I'll do that. It's, and, and if they're new fans and they're genuinely just like finding out about this good on them. And I hope that they support women's hockey and all of that, but Oh my God, it just makes me want to flip tables and throw chairs. (laughs) And that's okay. Cassie, you feel, you feel more than free to take the high road and I will go kick them in the shins for you. Okay. As I break out my CWHL beanie mm-hmm. and my wife wears her Toronto Furies um, fleece pullover. Oh, and I have my, I have my uh, Metropolitan Riveters jersey. Yep. <clears throat> so you feel free. Go ahead. Take the high road. And I'll just shin kick to victory, as we used to say. <laughs> there was a fighting game. There was a... Star Wars fighting game called Masters of Terrace Kasi. And one, because, you know, old PlayStation 1 type stuff, you know, not, not a lot of complexity in some of these games. And a buddy of mine would just crouch his character because you get kind of like in a, in a crouch position and would just shin kick to victory. So that's the shin kick to victory. And you'd be like trying all these different moves and he's like shin kick to victory, you know, just doing the same thing over and over again. And we just sit there dying laughing. No, we were not high. No, we were not drunk. People can have fun without people can have fun doing stupid things without either of those being true. I do. I, I I do things that people wouldn't do drunk, totally sober. So (laughs) I've been told people are like, oh, my God, I wouldn't even do that drunk. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Let's give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I can I can kind of guess, but I figure we had to talk about it. That little outdoor hockey game. But one, there were so many. Oh, oh, you mean the one that was in Seattle? I was almost like confused because yeah. they didn't have any grunge music. The one that looked like a regular NHL game? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which it you helped. think would be a compliment, but not. I mean, I uh, I knew we were going to be in trouble. I knew I was going to be in trouble. When I saw the Vegas guys show up in the Elvis dressed as Elvi because mm-hmm. that was predictable. That was right there. Uh, you know, 
no creativity, no nothing, right? Well, hanging fruit. It, not even hanging, Cassie. It's just there on the ground waiting. Slightly rotted. <laughs> just on one side. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it was... I had a 50-50 going. They were either going to show up as lumberjacks or um, fishmongers. And I had to stop and think and go, yeah, actually, it's probably not 50-50. It's probably 70-30, if not 80-20 fishmongers. Yeah, they and wouldn't course, do lumberjacks. I mean, that's not really a Seattle thing. I, I, it, my high school mascot is. was the high climber, so. <laughs> yeah, I I know, you know, it it is, but. It's kind of not. It's, if you've. They'd it rather is, go with the if, fishing angle than the, uh, than the walking angle. I was going to say, it is if you're from here, it's not if you're not, and most of them are not. So Mm -hmm. what's the one thing that everybody knows about Seattle? Bike Place Market, and they throw fish. Mm -hmm. So fish. (laughs) Really is, too, and there's some absolutely gorgeous salmon. They continue to do that, too, and I'm just like, guys, stop, stop, please stop. I know. Well, I mean, they probably they probably pick out the best of the catch so they can take it home because they can't sell it after that. (laughs) So anyway, go on. So, I mean, it was, you know, everyone was thinking Sir Mix-a-Lot was going to do Babies Got Back. And I'm like, you high? Mm-hmm. After the after the uh, the NHL's three-year agreement with Green Day, wasn't it? Where Green Day only showed up at one event and uttered, I don't know how many curse words. And that was the last time we saw Green Day at any NHL-sponsored event. <laughs> Even though they had a three-year partnership, that was perfect to me. Mm-hmm. That was that and the Snoop Dogg one were just beautiful. <laughs> okay, well, we're never going to have him back because he swears. And Snoop's was mm-hmm. at the All Star Game too, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, and I think Green Green Days was too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. Green Day's not gonna be. Green Day shows you who they are. You got to believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I had no problem with them doing a deal with them. I don't care. Great, but you better know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking that you can modify what they do as part of the agreement, good luck. You don't understand them very well. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Ed Sullivan. Going to Jim Morrison. Do you not understand? (laughs) Yeah, and and you know. Well, funny you mentioned that, and you bring up Green Day this past week. Uh oh. We don't need to talk about that now. No, we don't. But it was awesome. No, but that is hilarious. Um, It's it's like the Rage Against the Machine stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And people not knowing that Tom Morello was a Harvard graduate in political science—that's my favorite. I know, right? (laughs) That is my favorite. Every time I see something of his, I just start giggling. <laughs> just like oh typical, God, <laughs> uneducated. Lane, it's like I'm sorry. Yeah. What was my lane again? <laughs> you're just you're just a guitar player in a rock band. You don't have any education. You mean other than this Harvard degree in political science? I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> no. Um, anyway. 
the the only time I felt Seattle in that game, but it was so awkward, was Ann and Nancy when Hart came out and yeah. did one song and left. Yeah. And the reason I say it's awkward is because it has been documented very well that the two of them have been at each other's throats for nearly a decade, if not more. Mm-hmm. And like not even talking to each other mm-hmm. and to see them have repaired the fence somewhat and be up there was really nice. But, um, that was, an, yeah. Anne was having a tough one. And as I said online, it doesn't mean I think she's lost it. She is a very, 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 very conscientious woman when it comes to her instrument she takes unbelievable care of it, likes, much like Aretha Franklin, wants conditions to be perfect for her to be able to perform her best. All the, all the warm-up time, you know, the environment, AC, all of that kind of stuff is diva for her, for her mm-hmm. voice. And she, bless her heart, I wouldn't either. I'm not going out there and pushing it all the way to 10 for an outdoor game where a one-off song. They actually did more than one. It was just shown on TV. Yeah, but they were basically probably told you'll get two, but only one's going to be on. Um, I think they did three, but she's not going out there pushing it for three songs. Minimal sound check. Probably had a bad in-ear monitor. No. No, she she also kind of looked. No. I mean, you have to remember the woman is in her sixties, if not her early seventies. She's in her early seventies. Early seventies, yeah. and she looked like she was in physical discomfort. Just generally speaking, she did not move around. But my well, God, she I, could still belt it. She, I mean, they did oh barracuda. God, yeah. They did barracuda, and her voice sounded exactly the same as when that song came out in nineteen seventy seven. And for any singer to maintain the quality of their voice for that long is incredible. It, and and if I you want to understand what I'm saying, yeah, she does sound better, actually. Um, and if you want to understand what I'm saying, listen to a Frank Sinatra song from the 50s, from the 40s, and then one from the 50s, and then one from the late 60s, and you will hear what I am saying. That devil in your Because his voice degraded badly in the 1960s. <laughs> well, so, what, three, three, four packs a day, a couple bottles of whiskey, that'll generally do it to you. Yeah. I mean, just, but, but I'm just saying, like, the voice, the quality of, of maintaining oh, your her, voice is just like, yeah. yeah. She was not going to push the upper range because that's a stretch. Yeah. And that's, you have to be warmed up and really warmed up at any age to get up there unless you want to do permanent damage. And she's not going to do that. Not a chance in hell. Like the night she came out and did the national anthem for the opening of the Kraken game, for the first Kraken game, I was told that she was downstairs for 30 minutes warming up. Mm -hmm. As she should be. Yeah. Just pure warming up for 30 minutes. Warm up do all of her exercises, get her liquid, everything. So no, I wasn't going to put, I wouldn't push it. I wouldn't have pushed mm-hmm. it. Let her, you know, she didn't go for the high notes. Whoopee. 
she's yeah, still no, better I, than a hundred percent of the modern singers. Yeah, she. People don't understand the difference between a professional singer and just singing along with the songs on the radio. There is a it's the same difference between someone who plays like amateur sports and someone who plays professional sports. It is that different. If you don't understand technique, if you don't understand how your body works, you're screwed. <laughs> and that's why they still go see the same old bands who've been degrading and degrading and degrading for years after year after year, decade after decade, but they don't care anymore. Right. Welcome to yeah. our Kraken Music Talk. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Kraken Tunes with Pat, Patrick, and Cassie. Mm-hmm. Coming at you live from the studios under this Climate Pledge Arena. No, I, I'm from here in Antarctica, but without any penguins. Because <laughs> penguins <laughs> come from Burma. Um <laughs> Well, or Pittsburgh, depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> this is also true. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat? Yes? What the hell is up with the hurricanes? Is, Do you is want there... a three-hour episode? I, mm, <laughs> but go mm, on. Go mm, on. You, uh, you, you have specifics you want to ask about. It seems like left hand and right hand are becoming a little disjointed. And sure. by that I mean front office and coach. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's the coach finally realizing having a plan sticking to it has costs meaning this is a franchise that hasn't paid for a potential UFA at market value for someone who's going to be over the age of 30 pretty much ever Jordan Stahl being the one exclusion, but, but they let plenty of talent walk. They let Dougie Hamilton walk. They've let Vincent Trocek walk, Nito Nina Ryder, etc. You could argue that they're playing with maybe their least talented roster during uh, the coach's tenure. And they're just a team that they play one way. Meanwhile, we could we could break down the Vegas Golden Knights. We could break down the Colorado Avalanche the Tampa Bay Lightning. You could see they they could win games other ways, right? Because they are less talented, I just feel like they struggle night to night when things don't go their way. They are a team that plays best when they have the lead, when they score first, but are very hot and cold in different areas of the game throughout a season. And because of the nature of the way they skate and the way they play hard, and they're always a tough team to play against because they're so relentless, doesn't mean they're a hard team to play against. You just have to stay disciplined. So I feel like all these little things that built up to success and they've been able to do certain things are finally catching up to this 
group. Do you think it's, do you think it's this, do you think it's their pattern catching up or is everyone else advancing around them faster? You know what I mean? It's a little, it's a little column, a little column B. I think the way that they play, they keep everything to the outside. Barry, when they are, when they are down, that is a very easy system to defend in any team who fast up pace hockey, say like the New Jersey devils or the New York Rangers for the past couple of years gives them fits because they're not dynamic enough skaters. They're not talented enough skaters to keep up with that over a seven game series continuously. Because if you look at every playoff series they've lost, it's been to a team that can outskate them and is a little more patient. Like the growing argument against the Canes last year was they got out goalied. I argue they just couldn't score. I don't think Bobrovsky did anything remarkable in the third round. I think most of his work was in the Boston series when he came in and then to a certain extent in the second round against Toronto. They're just struggling with creativity. So like currently, I think they have points in their last nine games and their power plays doing extremely well, but can anyone explain why? when it's a team that does the same thing over and over and over again. And does it help that they started playing a little better coming out of like a Christmas break? I don't know. They're kind of their own worst enemy in some ways right now, but at least they've been a little more entertaining the last week or so. Like you can look at a bad team. You understand why they're bad. But at least they're moments of fun. These guys yes. just feel like you're just you're like, present. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> oh, wait, but you kind of. <laughs> I, I, because I've I've watched a couple of the games this week. Um, as as people might or might not know, I tend to ping pong around. Um. I always pick one or two early games that I want to keep an eye on and um, Kings and Oilers generally. Um, And I just find it funny that they're second in the Met and it's just been wobbly. It just look wobbly to your point. Like there are games where they look like they're just tearing a strip off someone and there are games where they look like they cannot figure out play hockey. How make goals score. <laughs> uh. um, uh. One of the reasons I kind of brought it up is because there's a team, <laughs> a couple of teams that are knocking at the door for the second place in that, in that division. <laughs> And I love that I get to say this. One of them is a Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Where Philadelphia is the opposite of the issue. Uh, like, right. like 
<laughs> they're exactly. like the mirror, the nega canes. <laughs> they're the they're the negative. They're the inverse canes. Yeah, anti canes. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> it's just they're not awful. Awful. They're not great, great. They're good enough to be dangerous and bad enough to fall on their face type thing. Right. But they have plugged enough holes and corrected enough issues. I feel like I'm about to get on a software rant here if I'm, if I'm not careful. <laughs> um, but it's like, oh, you can, you can do all the, uh, the sexy or outrageous things that certain teams do, but unless you fix an underlying issue, you're always going to have these problems that keep bleeding and you keep having to fix over and over and again. The phrase that people like to tell me, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. And, uh, but enough about the San Jose Sharks. It's just (laughs) like I have compared the hurricanes to the mid 2010 sharks. They might be, they might be talented enough to do it, but something is just off. Something is preventing them from doing the thing, whatever that thing is, whether it's going to a cup final or winning the whole thing. I think that that era era that era sharks team had more talent up front oh 100% yeah. but i see but yeah you're, there's there's something in their way and it's most likely themselves yeah whereas san jose's problem was always what wasn't there oh god what wasn't there <laughs> um youth bottom 6 youth yeah speed. whereas the canes they're not as talented, but they might be more strategically set up to win if the big word is if, if everything aligns perfectly for them, if they have a healthy roster, if they play or avoid certain teams. Now, see, that's always to me that that's that bugaboo, right? Because what's what's sort of like one common thing you almost always see and I'm I'm qualifying it because there I, there's always outliers, and I don't want to be like, oh, but what about this team? You have plug and play depth. Mm-hmm. If we're going to continue with the software theme, um, where yes, it hurts if one of your top guys is out, but there's enough plus one, um talent on your team that everyone can kind of move up and fill in and the guy that fills in at the back is good enough to be there regularly so yeah i i don't know i just been watching those games it it just was kind of to your to your statement earlier cassie it was just kind of hockey right there wasn't anybody that really stood out and was like, oh, my God. It was just kind of hockey. Yeah, you know there's what? a lot of that going around, I think. People don't and, recognize it because it's like, oh, it's hockey, right? 
But and then you stop and you really think about it going, yeah, it was just kind of hockey. Yeah, the best hockey game is the worst hockey game is still better than the best football game. I'll always stand by that. Hot take, hot take, hot take, whatever. I don't care. But yeah, there are, you know, there are certain games obviously a little more entertaining. Yeah, and this is the time of year where we're we're either going to get an extremely entertaining lopsided game because of holidays and breaks and whatever, or you're just going to get garden vanilla flavored vanilla just hockey. Because we're at the midway point of the year for yeah. certain certain teams. Yeah, we've entered that sort of pre pre All Star game weirdness, where everyone's trying to like jockey for playoff position, even though it's only January, and so no one's taking it quite so seriously. But they're thinking they feel like they need to take it seriously, and yet everyone else is going seriously. It's January. <laughs> it's going to take them another six weeks to come to a conclusion that they made months ago, but right. it was hard. Well, I love it that there's always the, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And then the first 20 games tends to always be a sprint. And it's right? fun. And it's fun, chaotic type stuff. And then you get to here and then everyone goes, oh, it's a marathon. Oh boy. Okay. Here, here comes the lactic acid buildup, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh boy. This is like the runner's wall. I just call it the hockey wall. (laughs) Right around game 30, 35, you start running into the hockey wall. And then they go get some bananas and crap around the all-star break. And then things kind of pick up a little more again. It's hockey burnout. We're beginning to hit the edges of hockey burnout. The season really, I know that people, I mean, everyone who watches hockey loves hockey to one extent or another, right? Otherwise you wouldn't watch it. But this season really is too long. It's like, I'm sorry. We, it just, it should be 60 games. 82 is just too much. Um, It's kind of like how baseball there's always two innings in the entire baseball game that just drags painfully and it's so freaking slow. And just it's two. usually somewhere between the third <laughs> and the like seventh inning. And you're just like, Oh dear God, when is this ever going to end? And you know, and I sit there and I'm like, you know, professional baseball games should be seven innings. Yeah. You're still going to have those two innings, but at least you're not going to have two more where you're like, okay, well, I guess we're still here. So, um, and hockey is kind of the same way, in my opinion. It's like you get to January, mid-January, and you're looking around going, really? It's only the All-Star break? Really? <laughs> you so know? what you're saying, Cassie, mm-hmm. is hockey needs a Savannah Bananas or a Harlem Globetrotters type team <laughs> that goes around and tours. <laughs> Hockey takes itself way too seriously to do that kind of crap. Way yeah, but I would go and pay to watch pa- Pavel Barber and his band of merry hockey skaters do crazy, insane, and even scripted things. Just because it'd be fun. Instead of watching... As happy, <laughs> as happy as I am for Joey Decord getting that shutout watching the winter classic over 
Because that was even the hockey nerd in me was like, eh. it's reached. It, it's actually gone past the point of burnout for me on the outdoor games because I, I've I've resigned myself that of two. I've resigned myself to two things. One, they're not for me. They're for the even though I'm local, they are for the local fans come do something different in this game. I completely get that. I'm also resigned to the fact that they're not going to go away because they are cash cows. Mm -hmm. Surges in Jersey sales, surge in merch sales, surges in concessions. All of it's a surge. Speaking of which, actually really quick, let me interrupt you. Uh, what are the odds, in your opinion, of the Winter Classic jerseys becoming the third jerseys for the Seattle Kraken? Because I Zero. wanted to get a jersey, but they always come out at the wrong time for me. <laughs> I unfortunately believe it is near zero. God damn it. Bastards. And the, only, and the reason I'm going to say that <clears throat> is while it is humorous, that lawsuit is going to have some power to not allow them to do certain things until it is settled. Because risk averse in the NHL go hand in hand. Exactly. Right. Sure. You know, if you should actually take a chance on something. Well, you know, risk averse, if you have to start paying someone damages for infringement, Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes they will go by volume. What would you rather have? Right. Right. <laughs> um, until that is cleared, I don't think that'll happen. I don't, honestly, I don't think the way that they were at the game is how they would end up being for a third anyway. Um, because more often than not, they don't like to... They like to have those be completely standalone one, you know, one shot type things. They may have something similar to it. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably change the uh, barber pole striping colors. But yeah, I fortunately, I don't think so. And especially the other reason, Cassie, is especially with the Adidas thing ending this year. Right. And fanatics. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sorry. Fanatics has basically said nobody do anything different for like, I think that for like the first two years, which is like, it's going to make any difference. Some fanatics will still not get it right. Um, Even with hiring all of Adidas, you know, former hockey staff. Hey, the, still people that, the people that designed it, people that designed stuff for Adidas and weren't the pro, weren't weren't where it felt weren't weren't where it could potentially fall down. It's the people who made the stuff for Adidas. Unless they hired that entire factory and let them stay as a little independent entity under the Fanatics umbrella, boy. They kinda did, but never underestimate the power of someone who thinks they're smart ruining it for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how many of those people hung around. So um, it everything will be made out of the same factory. That's already been confirmed. A number of the Adidas design team is been hired already by Fanatics. That has been confirmed. But is it enough to outweigh the bad that's probably coming in their business decisions? No. Not even close. Nope. And I think... Oh, I don't remember where the hell I saw it. One of the major sports team has kind of started to pull away a little bit. And oh, they right. signed they were it. doing their own thing and they weren't using Fanatics or something. They yeah, for certain for certain um product lines, they were working with a different manufacturer. And I forget, and I'm sorry, everyone's screaming at me right now, go right ahead. I fully recognize it. I am an idiot. But I saw it like in the last week or so. And I don't remember what sport it was, but they were basically like, Yeah, we're gonna go with these people to do this stuff. And it's funny too because the whole starter thing kind of making a comeback. Hmm. Um because I did go to at the at the request of my elder sister, um I went to the Kraken team store at a local mall. Um and they had some of the starter stuff in there. And I was like, okay, that's, wow. Are you going to start playing Debbie Gibson on the PA for me too? Since, you know, I'm, I'm in Bell Square, Cassie, right? I'm in mm-hmm. Bell Square, you know, and I'm looking at, you know, late 80s, early 90s starter equipment. So can I get some Tiffany or Debbie Gibson or, you know, Well, some I mean, pop- um, I'm just like blanking on his name, the uh, lead singer of um, Green Day. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Did do a cover of I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah, but he was doing the old, the the classic version, not the Tiffany version. Right. The original. Because a lot of people didn't recognize at the time that Tiffany's version was a cover of the Tommy version. The mm-hmm. Tommy Shanlin version. Shanlin? Chandler. Shanlin? I never remember his last name. <clears throat> So, that's all I was waiting for was somebody to walk by and stir up pants and big poofy hair and, you know. I am not getting a spiral perm, okay? It's just not happening. Some some Duran Duran or... Dear God, Duran Duran. I mean, it's going to be David Pasternak who does it. (laughs) Whether he realizes why he's doing it or not, that's a different story. To that, I'm glad you brought that up because that circles back around to my complaint about the Elvi and the fishermen. Mm, right. I disrupted that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You were fine. I don't care. It's a stream of consciousness. What the hell? Um, I'm, I'm good at callbacks. Those Bruins ones, you know, dressing for the beach, going 90s or 80s retro, that to me was creativity had nothing to do with you know where the game was being played or anything they just picked a theme out of a hat effectively and went yeah let's do this 
instead of trying to tie it all into, you know, where we're from or where we're playing, blah, 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 blah. Which is why Vegas's biggest mistake wasn't, well, they made several mistakes. The, the, um, double, the double bird sweater. Which should be their permanent away jersey because that would, it looked good, one, and two, lulls. Mm-hmm. Um, given that there are a bunch of misfits and they play into their moniker and they don't care what everyone thinks, what sort of um, homage to a different area or region would just grind on Seattle fans' nerve? Is it Portland? Is it Vancouver? Is it whatever but just California it's anything California yeah (laughs) they could have chosen anything to represent a different area just to get an imposed like a different third party's fan base to just come along for the ride and just needle the home team it's that would have been California that's that's the uh that's the deal anything southern California in particular Portland and Portland and Vancouver are like the a little annoying brother. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to try and do everything they can to annoy you, and you're still going to pat them on the head. Everything Seattle does annoys them, but it's not reciprocated. Ex- exactly. Right. We there's there's not the same level of animus when they do stuff like that. We're just like, oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. You're such a cute little city. Um, I I mean. <clears throat> They could have they could have leaned into the whole Raiders thing too because there was a long, oh, yeah. furious rivalry between the Seahawks and the Raiders. Yeah, um, there's that whole gang thing that was associated with the Raiders, though. So. Yeah, also Vegas would have to care about the football team instead of just everyone coming in from out of town, right? Um, what could they have done? They could have done so, the whole Barbie and Ken thing. Malibu, Malibu Ken. <laughs> no, see, they should have alternated between maybe that and then Oppenheimer. Just really lean into something weird. Forwards are dressed one way. Goalies are dressed another. Defense, well, you guys can pick <laughs> and choose. So basically what I'm saying is start thinking of all the things that annoy Chicago fans and residents now, future uh, opponent in an outdoor game of the Chicago hockey team, and just lean into that. Oh, I'd come in as I'd just come in as a whole bunch of famous Rays, original famous Rays pizza delivery people. Okay. With famous Rays boxes from New York. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then just start handing out. New York pizzas to everyone. Yeah. 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 I love it. Especially if they're a tri-state team, you know? Uh, They're a tri-state team. It'd be even better, but I'd still do it if it wasn't. Just because. And then raise pizza, Nathan's hot dogs, just lean into all the things. Oh God. The cliche thing would have been, would have been to do. The mobster thing. See, that's kind of that's what would probably happen. Yeah, they would probably all go with the oh, let's let's do the Al Capone thing, and it's like uh, that's the cliche. 
That's not creative. It's, That's it's either that or playing into the old SNL uh, Chicago sports bar bit. Duh, Bears. Yeah. Now, Cassie, you brought it up, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it home. I would have been more appreciative of the Vegas attempts at um, their costuming if they had done like over the top type Siegfried and Roy, David Copperfield type jangly, mm-hmm. you know, sequence based mm-hmm. magician type stuff because that's the other thing that vegas is famous for right yeah yeah if they'd all sort of done 70s 80s style you know siegfried and roy type magician outfits Mm -hmm. now you know what would have been like hilarious like hilariously fun hilariously if they were going to go with the cliche of Vegas, don't do Vegas. Don't do Elvis. Do Vegas showgirls. <laughs> I would pay cash money to see them try and do that. I know, right? Isn't that just like hilarious? I was just sitting here trying to think how could they pull off a blue man group? No, they could pull that off 100%. They could, they could be a gold man group. That would work could, too. I mean, yeah. Um, and Seattle could have just, you know, they all could have just come dressed in, you know, long johns, ripped jean shorts, you know, three-quarter length jean shorts, unlaced docks, flannel wrapped around their waist. Thermal shirts. Thermal shirts under like a Black Sabbath or old Led Zeppelin T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But then they'd had to have someone from there to coach them on how to dress properly. Again, NHL, NHL teams. We are available for consulting at reasonable prices. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to go there, do it right, damn it. Uh, get us out of here. I'm. Uh, this has been the 3v3 podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.